Welcome everybody to episode 84 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Uh, another skeleton crew tonight, although it's not me and a guest, it is me and the Buzzman. Uh, we got a fun topic that uh, hits a little bit close to home for me. Uh, and I will, you know, I'm, I'm going to just kind of cop out here and say I'm going to let Buzz carry most of the episode, or at least I'm going to say that up front because you'll probably hear this. I have a fantasy football draft going on in the background, so there's there's a lot going on. So we're going to lean uh, lean heavily on the Buzzman tonight. Uh, but as we always start out, Buzzy, what's in the glass? What's on the wrist? All right. I can carry this episode. I've got broad shoulders. Uh, so because Evan is not able to make it, and our main topic, actually, he, he had sent his, his pick ahead of time, uh, just kind of draft theme. A bit. Uh, I, I decided what I really wanted to do is um, just kind of emulate Evan a little bit in, in some of these things just to make it feel a little bit more like he is here with I'm us. In, I will say I'm impressed episode. you grew a mustache that fast. Yeah, looks pretty pretty good. I already had the bolo tie. Yeah. All right. You know, uh, I just I wanted to come correct with things that he and I both enjoy. Evan is an enthusiast of the old Baton Rouge tap water, for example. That, that gets drink checked quite a bit on this show i didn't have any on hand so i decided to go with a black cherry seltzer water made made by polar yeah this is just a normal water there's no alcohol in the the seltzer there's so like zero need for you know, nice seltzer pal uh they claim to be family made since 1882 that's pretty wild that's a good run of making seltzers I don't know how anyone would verify that, but I'll take their word for it. Not as harsh a bite uh, with the whole bubbles as some seltzers and a relatively strong flavor. So, worth checking out. There you go. I've had, I don't know if I've had the the black cherry polar. I have had polars before. I feel like, I feel like Costco carries them. Yeah. Uh, Funny enough, uh... We got back into drinking seltzer water after being over at your house one time. <laughs> the, the garage, it, the garage our, fridge was. It, it is still quite stocked. Uh, what we have gotten into, if you like seltzers but want a little bit more flavor, is the um, the alcoholic version is called a high noon, uh, but the spindrift. Mm. So the spindrift has just a splash of juice, and if you're like, oh, that's cheating, sugar and calories. Uh, the sugar is very minimal and. The highest one that we have seen, because it varies depending on the fruit juice they're using, the highest one I have seen has been about 15 calories. So, I mean, as far as carbonated beverages go, that's pretty good. Um, so, Agreed. And they do, they are quite delicious. So, you know, yes, that is, the, uh, if you need a little bit more flavor, those are So, uh, uh, people of a certain age will... We'll, we'll get this. I did see clearly Canadian back on the shelves at Kroger. And, oh my God, I'd forgotten how delicious that stuff was. It was even better than I had remembered. It's a reason why the thing's, you know, two and a half bucks a bottle. It was always expensive, but just incredible. <laughs> Although it absolutely is cheating because it's like 90 calories. So if you're drinking it for for health, don't. All right. Enough nonsense. On the wrist. 
Doxa would be an obvious Evan and Buzz link. But I've, I've worn my Sub-300T quite a bit recently and uh, name-checked it so much on this show. I'm going to go for the alternative link. Yeah. Uh, it's a brand, not an actual like make a model of watch, but the make. The Cincy Watch Co. I've got my Divers Edition on, and it has been months since I've worn it. That's a mistake. Uh, it, it's a, a great watch. He- heck of a uh, value. Very cool design. Uh, I, I really like, and I like the gilt colorway too. All right, Spence. What what do you have on the wrist and in, in your glass? Well, in the glass, I'll start there. Uh, I went, I channeled Buzz a bit, and I have two Luxardo cherries in my beverage. Uh, Man. I have a Weller Green Label Manhattan with the uh, Angostura bitters and Dolan Vermouth, as also recommended mm. by the Buzzman. Um, mm. And I have it in a University of Notre Dame glass, which you guys know Buzzy and I are both... Uh, both domers dodged a dodged a bullet there with uh, the FSU win. Uh, <laughs> typical typical Brian Kelly shenanigans playing with an 18 point lead like you have a 28 point lead. Um, <laughs> it's entertaining. Mackenzie Milton off the bench might have created a quarterback controversy down at FSU. Uh, I'm glad he did not start the game. <laughs> Let me put it that way. By the way. <laughs> Icing your own kicker in overtime, like congratulations. So you if anybody yourself. if anybody wants to tell me the answer to this, the thing that I couldn't figure out is why wasn't that then intentional grounding? He was in the pocket, he hadn't moved, was it because he wasn't in the grasp? Is that the only thing that, that kept it from being intentional grounding? Because otherwise I have found a loophole. If you're a quarterback, act like you're fumbling, but somehow make it a forward pass, and then you can't get called for intentional grounding, and you can't get sacked. I think that's the loophole. I think it was because he wasn't in the grasp. That might have been it. But my guess is that that's kind of a garbage loophole if it's like, well, it was an incomplete pass, but it would have been intentional grounding, but we didn't call it live, so we can't call it now. Because I feel like I've seen that done in the NFL, but I think most of those calls have been when the guy has got like a hand on the jersey or something like that, where like we thought it was a fumble, it's a forward pass, but because it was a forward pass, intentional grounding, loss of down, spot foul. So like it works the same as a sack. Um, anyway, that was my only confusion there. Um, there, but the, there was it, some there was some real nonsense uh, down down the uh, the last minutes of the fourth quarter, and honestly. Uh, you shouldn't put yourself in those situations as a team. You should be competent enough to coach to not um, waste away. I'm trying to think of you know non salacious terms to use here to not waste away uh, a big lead and be subject to the whims of refs that aren't going to call grounding and will just let uh, the other coach challenge the play even though you know it was already zero seconds on the clock didn't look like didn't look like that field goal kick was snapped in time just dumb it's funny though since uh since we're once again independent uh it's it's amazing how all of those calls 
go against us. It's yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I I didn't really see. I think the big thing for me, there were a couple of very interesting. Um, I think to me, the biggest kind of interesting decision was there's one on either side. One was the um, the prevent defense again. God, we've talked. I've I've seen it written about so many times. The prevent defense too early in the game when all the other like it seemed like for a while before they switched quarterbacks, all Florida State could do was run the ball. And we didn't give up yes. a 40-yard play, but we sure as hell gave up a lot of 12- to 15-yard plays on the ground because we were working with three defensive linemen. And that that seemed odd. The other one that I thought was really weird was the going for it on a fourth and five on your own 30 with four minutes to go in the third quarter, only down by 18. That was an aggressive call uh, by Mike Norvell. So Agreed. Uh, I was like, Agreed. Does, he, does he realize what down that was? The, yeah, the the defense has me concerned big time. I mean, they they got gashed for two six plays over sixty yards the entire time. Clark Lee coached here. There's three plays. Like I'm just I'm hoping like you know Freeman's supposedly pretty good and he he can recruit really well. I'm hoping this is like a reverse Brian Van Gorder because Van Gorder looked really great the first four games and then stunk the entire rest of his tenure. I'm hoping that maybe he just looks rocky for the first couple of games and then becomes incredible. So what I will say is the, the plays they got gashed on, I think there were some guys who committed too early and there was a, they need to work on the cutback lanes. If you take, like, I mean, you can't say you take away those two big plays initially, but like the defense looked really stout. With the, like for a while, it was like, oh, they just had that one big play. So I'm wondering if it's first game, kind of somebody overcommitting to what they thought they saw, making a misread, being out of position. Because it seemed like a lot of the a lot of the bigger plays that I saw happen, or you know, at least in my opinion, were things looked like they were supposed to go inside. You bunch up the middle, but because you're in a three four, you get outside. And it was again, it was we were in that three four. We were we were dropping back, assuming that they were going to be trying to pass the ball because they were down by eighteen. You kind of wonder if it was like a, a seven to ten point game. They looked pretty good in the trenches and up front when the game was closer originally. So it's like, yeah, if this was a seven to ten point game for most of it, then maybe the defense looks better. I don't know. It was the first game. The other thing I think too is Florida State going forward. I don't think is going to be like Florida State was the last two or three years. I can remember being oh, at no that way. game in South Bend in either 2018 or 2019. Their coach had already been kind of informed that he was getting fired. They were four and six or four and seven at the time. So even if they won, they weren't getting a bowl game. It was November kickoff. Time, it was a night game and kickoff temperature was below 35. Those kids did not want to be there. Yeah, we, I only made it till halftime. Like it just, <laughs> I, I made it in with 1353 to go in the first half. Cause we had some friends in town and we had kicked off. We had already taken the ball from them, scored, and kicked off again. It was already seven nothing, and I made it in a minute seven past kickoff. So, I, you know, I think, you know, first game at the stadium, packed house in over a year. First game after Bobby Bowden passes away, right. a lot of stuff going on, and they have talent down there. I mean, that, well, that that's, that's just never that a they... problem. So, I think I think Florida State is a team that ends ends the year top twenty five. That would not shock me at all. They may factor into the ACC a bit. Well, and they, they, there should never be an excuse 
for any of these Florida programs not having talent because Florida is a a hotbed of talent. But on top of that, they reloaded really well with transfer portal guys. They did. Yeah, I I agree. They're they're different. They seem to be a solid program. So, um, all right. Well, I should probably get to what's on my wrist. I got the drink. It's a Manhattan. For those of you who couldn't keep track of all the ingredients, it's a Manhattan with Weller. Uh, on the wrist, you know, I wear this usually once or twice a week, and it's been a while since it's been on the on the podcast. But we're recording a bit late this week because of other conflicts. So I it's it's GS Wednesday, and I have on my Grand Seiko SBGE two four nine, which is the Blizzard Dial GMT Spring Drive, the timeless luxury watches from Texas limited edition, and. Honestly, as long as I have this watch, I don't think I'm going to ever own a Datejust unless it's like a vintage one because to me, just it's a little bit bigger, but like OP41, Datejust 41, not like this this the dial on this is just absolutely killer. Like it it is my like if if I if I wasn't working from home, if I had to be going into an office, if I just like, you know, I just want one watch that I'm going to be wearing in the office, it would probably be this. It is just it's it's great to look at it's functional it's clean it's got the blued hands just just enough little details you're like it's something special but it's also it also flies under the radar uh, which is what i absolutely like about it um and before we i know we're moving on to our fresh form finds but before we touch on that can i just say that i'm a little miffed at grand seiko today as well like i love them i love what they do the three smaller ones that they came out with in the three different shades of green that were the u.s limited editions are gorgeous even though they're not my style because i'm not really much of a dress watch guy and those are a little bit dressier i thought when i got the email this morning i thought i was like they did it they finally did it they did a high beat sub killer they did it and then i looked at it and it was 43.8 which is smaller than 44.2 and it was 14.7 which is thicker than 15 but it's just, and I know it's going to wear smaller. I know it is. I know it's going to be a better fitting watch than their other ones. But it's like, oh, if that would have been like just even like Grand Seiko at 42 would wear probably like the new sub at 41. And it's just like, come on, guys. <laughs> and the steel one had the blue dial. It was like, it was like normally it's like, oh, man, the blue dial is a titanium. Like it, it was all of the things that you thought it should be. It's just like a millimeter and a half to two millimeters too big. And you're like, why? Why can't you just make the watch that we all want you to? <sighs> anyway. <laughs> oh, well. We can always hold out hope. We can. All right. We should move on. Buzzy, fresh form finds. What have you got? Once again, I am cha- channeling Mr. Spangler. I had to go to his preferred forum eBay. Ah, the eBay. I found I found what might be one of the most reasonably priced ways to own a chronograph from Omega Omega. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with Omega. I know this is from the 2000s. So it's a it's a coin flip. It is kind of a coin flip before or after Craig. Yeah. Um so this is an Aquaterra chronograph. It's a model 25, 12.50 point. There's a bunch of other numbers because it's 
Omega. It's got a plain black dial, so it doesn't have any of the, the teak decking. Right? It was before that. Uh, 42 millimeter diameter and 14 and a half thick. You would kind of imagine that it's going to be, that's the size it's going to be, right? Uh, but it's got that great Aquaterra case. Uh, just holding that up to uh, Spence. It's got that, that great Aquaterra yeah. case and uh, handset. Really love the, the arrow on, on the minutes. Um, kind of have some funky oval pushers. Yeah. It's got the bracelet. The, the bracelet on this one, I think they said it's at uh, 6.9 inches. So watch out because that's a, a little on the, on the small side. It's got plain case back. Uh, hiding the automatic movement, but that's okay because, uh, I mean, in closed case packs, it's got the hippocampus on it, and that's pretty dope. Uh, you know, it, it's it's cool to see these coaxials through the display case back. Maybe what they should do is the uh, the weight for the automatic. Maybe they should have the hippocampus on that. That way, you you you're not. You're not just getting completely gypped mm-hmm. uh, out of the experience of gazing at a sea monster on the back of your watch. But yeah, this is uh, uh, 2322 bucks. That That is pretty good. That is pretty good. Caveat. Caveat. Of course. It's in Japan. But, but a lot of good watches come from Japan. Like oh, I feel I, like on the I pre-owned agree. market, there's a lot of good watches that come from Japan. I think we've talked we've talked about yeah. this. Yes, I feel like uh, of the things that I see that interest me, uh, especially on the eBay, many, many, many of them are uh, in the land of the rising sun. So maybe, maybe we just need to like learn up on our import custom duties to to get an idea because i guess i guess i would feel fairly silly just ordering something and twiddling my thumbs and waiting to see how much uh you know they they're gonna charge for import duties i would want to know that ahead of time but it's it's pretty cool watch i have to say i was not um I don't know of that particular one. They they have a lot of really great stuff on the Aquaterra platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's worth worth taking a look at. Well, what I about too, you, Spence? I too am going to go Omega, and it's a mm-hmm. watch that hits kind of close to home. This is on Reddit that I found through, of course, Watch Recon, and it is the Blue Dial Seamaster Professional the 300 M coaxial master chronometer, the blue version on the blue Omega strap, um, mm-hmm. you know, showing some minor signs of wear. Um, the guy can see you know, the rubber's in great condition, can supply a video for serious buyers. He's got other, you know, proof of ownership on here. Um, 3,600 or best offer. That seems Ooh. very fair for that watch. Um, 
obviously the, the the bond watch with the wave dial, the laser engraved on the ceramic dial with the blue is kind of the classic color. I obviously have the white and the black one as we've talked about many a time. But uh, yeah, this is abs- an absolutely killer piece. Um, it looks like it's in great shape. 3600 out the door or best offer. I mean, yeah, I'd go for it. Like that's a that's a killer piece. It's a great watch. We've we've all talked about how good the Bond watch wears. So well, and the 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 rubber uh, yeah. on those, they uh, Omega do some really cool things with with their rubber. Um, and also, like I mean, you get a bracelet as, for that, and you'd still be out well under MSRP. You know what I mean? You can go find agreed. a bracelet because the new the bracelet has that awesome new push button extension on the inside of the clasp. So like. Would I have preferred it on a bracelet? Yes, but bracelet you're probably looking a little bit more. Um, you know, I've seen anywhere between four and forty-two, forty-three, forty-five, which MSRP on the bracelet version I think is fifty-two hundred. So, yeah, it's in pretty good. I mean, you know, feel like you could find that bracelet. Oop, I'm on around the horn real quick. Um, <laughs> what do we say? No, uh, no, I, I, no week seven buys, right? <laughs> No week seven. No week seven. No week buys. seven. So you've already got enough people that'll be out. I do. I do. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I really like what what Omega's been doing with their straps. I still remember back in 2018 seeing. Um, it might have been an Aquaterra actually that had a leather. Uh, that that the backside of it that faces your wrist actually uh, was rubber, so it looked it looked like yeah nice leather, but you're not going to stink it up, mm-hmm. you know, uh, wearing it in the summer and all of that. I just I thought that that was really clever, it felt nice, and I mean <laughs> I'm a bracelet guy. Everybody knows that um, all the other all the other ways to wear it on your wrist just don't don't stack up to to a bracelet yeah. to me. Yeah. But I, I think that what you know, fitted rubber and stuff like that, I think is actually a really compelling alternative. That's to to me, especially if the price is right like that, that would be a good way to go. Yeah. All right. So since you all got, since we all gave you the recap of the Notre Dame Florida State game, we're about twenty three minutes in at this point. Um, <laughs> we should probably get on to the main topic. So yes, um, some of you know that I have in my collection. I have two watches, one for each of my two sons. I have the Tudor Black Bay Steel for my oldest son, that was released in twenty seventeen, and I have the previously mentioned white and black Seamaster that was released in 2019 for my second. Um, Some of you probably know, but not everybody knows that my wife and I are expecting a third little boy at the end of October. So we'll just briefly run through the ground rules again. Stainless steel sports watch. They just so happen to have both been divers at this point released released during the year of birth. So technically I could wait until early next year and, and pick something that hasn't come out yet. Um, and I have watches between now and the birth of the child to, that could still come out, this, that, or the other. Um, both of the watches I picked previously came out, I think, at Basel World or around that time, so that doesn't necessarily have to be a factor. But 
you know, reasonable price range. Those are the previous two watches. Um, trying to keep it in line, keep it equitable among the kids. Um, so yeah, the the whole idea was uh, Buzz and Spangler were going to make their pitches on uh, what what those watches should be, and then I'll I'll throw some wrinkles in as well. But uh, Buzzy's filling in for Spangler. Why don't we go ahead and talk about Spangler's first? Yes, and I actually I really wish, even though you wouldn't be able to see it on the on the uh, recording, I really wish I did bring my bolo tie with me so I could pop that on when I'm in Spangler mode. Um, but we'll we'll just have to imagine. Evan's choice was was quite a good. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to to use all of my my energy and mental prowess to to really really convince you that this is the right pick and, and then i'll detail why it's not afterwards <laughs> he <laughs> he went for a classic design that any watch nerd would know this but it's a classic that was updated this year in an update that pretty much everyone saw it and said Oh heck yeah! That that's exactly what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Evan wants to go with the IWC Big Pilot, the forty-three mil, the small so, big pilot, the the less big pilot. Yes, I I think that his point of of it being a, another classic that that's obvious. That's true on its face. Uh, he noted too that the smaller case size makes it better for more wrists. It's going to feel plenty big at 43 because it's all dial. There's minimal bezel, so not. It will still feel enough like a pilot's watch. There, there should be zero concerns there. And you know what? They make a lot of pilot's watches. Ah, all of the other ones with the normal looking crown I just can't get behind those you need the big pilot with the diamond shaped crown so it's easier to grasp when you're flying through the skies it's a good good move he he points out it's got that in-house movement makes it for additional hotness I think that's how you actually pronounce might be yeah Hotness. Hotness. It's a play on words, people. Yes, it is. Finally, it's a strap monster. Take it off of the bracelet and put it on literally any strap, uh, and, and it will turn out great. Which also lets you save a little bit of the wear, because you're going to be wearing this for quite some time before you give it to your son. Mm-hmm. For all of those reasons... Evan is convinced that this big, big, less big pilot, let's call it the less big pilot, is the way to go. It's funny because the less big pilot or the small big, if you say small big, it reminds me of something my oldest used to say when, whenever he didn't want to do something, this is hysterical. I don't know where it came from. It's like, oh, Pierce, can you do this? He goes, no, no, daddy. I'm, I'm, I'm too small, big. I'm too small, big. I can't do that. (laughs) strong i like that <laughs> it's been about a year since he said it but it's it was always one of our favorites was, i'm too small big no i can't do it <laughs> <clears throat> okay okay all right 
Well, let, let me come let me come in and point out the obvious. The one thing that's less small big is the price that they didn't change is the price. Well, it's it's less than the big big. It is less than that. I'll give them that. It eight big smackaroos. Yeah, that's too much. It, I yeah. Maybe one maybe one day I will place my hands upon a big pilot and understand why it truly deserves such an exorbitant price tag. But I don't think that's actually happening anytime soon. That is, that I don't I don't get the value prop. Significantly more than I paid for the tutor and also fairly significantly more than I paid for the Omega. So. Absolutely. Okay. So that being said, we're gonna segue back back into the Buzzman, and I I will give you the obvious and perfect answer, and then I will get, tell you why it shouldn't be that answer and why it should be an alternative. You're first you're, off. You're going. Uh, you're you're interesting here. First off, I am assuming. Here's my baseline assumption. You don't want to give him the Omega Speedmaster you bought. So that is also kind of my weird wrinkle. I feel like I don't want to. I feel like... But I could be convinced. I don't feel like that's going to be the way I'm going to go. But that is a weird option. It is a weird option. I... I actually... I I don't... Now, this isn't... This is an aside to, to my points, but I don't feel it is weird at all. Uh, you, first off, you know, it, it clearly meets all of your criteria. It does. Just because you originally bought it in celebration of changing a job, like, he was still on your mind the entire time. You, you Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There. It was... It, yeah. Like you said, in the discussions, it was which for which, which, you know what I mean? Like, how are we going to do it? Uh, real quick, am I going to get burned if I draft your boy Baker? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. It, I think it also depends at what, what's your league? It's is a it keeper league. Half pe- was it half PP? What what round is it? Full PPR, or half PPR. I think it's full PPR, but like I need, I'm I'm I've got three bench spots, defense, kicker, quarterback left, and it's like it's no, it's, it's him. It really in my head is between him and Matt Stafford of who's available. Do you have any QBs right now? No. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like. You know, it's been a while. Stafford was my go-to for quite a while. I, I think we're going to have a strong uh, season, although tier-wise I'm not quite sure if one of those is particularly better than the others. I'm curious about change of scenery for Stafford, better situation, potentially better O-line, decent receiving core right. compared to what he had. in. Wait, make pick. All right, we're going to go with Stafford. Baker, Baker's a bit of a – although Staff. I should have just quoting Bill Simmons, Matthew Stafford, if he stays healthy. <laughs> hmm. uh, uh, I, here's what I, we'll I think do. the Brown. I've got the next pick. 
Um, could use probably another. Uh, I've got three running backs and four wide receivers. Who do we do? I think the Browns are going to win a lot of the games this year, um, but also just because it's a very balanced offense, mm -hmm. there, there's going to be a lot of points scored on the ground. So if it's... Well, clearly, as we discussed earlier, the pick was obvious. There was a pretty good tight end available, so I took him. <laughs> hmm. Makes sense. I mean, I th I'm... this one I could legit run a three tight end lineup. I could legit, uh, just, or did I? Do, I think I've only picked two tight ends at this point. Yeah, I've only picked two. But well, that's really going to interfere with you running a three tight end lineup. Won't it you? is, but I still have a couple more bench picks, and the night is still young enough. I could pick up another one. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, all right, all right back to Buzzy's world. You're right. We, the, the, yes, we'll talk about the Speedmaster because that was the wrinkle I was going to throw in at the end. It's yeah, it. I think in many ways you already have the perfect pick in in that but let's let's go let, let's leave that let it percolate and we'll we'll come back to it. So here, let me tell you the obvious answer. This is also a classic design that any watch nerd would know this. It's also something that it um changed is new. Uh, for for this year, mm -hmm. and I would say has reverted back to its perfect platonic form. This is, of course, the Rolex Explorer. Finally went back to 36. It is a timeless design. It will always be, in addition to emotionally valuable, it will always be materially valuable. Uh, it, an incredible gift. I mean, this is... Yeah, I, I read, I've read quite a few um classic works the past couple of years just got into it and one of the things i really liked about uh, the odyssey is uh, the greeks were really big on giving gifts and the more impressive the gift uh, the the cooler the person giving it uh, some of the gifts that they gave were really super funny um, they had a real big thing for tripods and and cauldrons especially ones that had never been blackened with soot from having been used before. Um, bulls with their, their horns uh, wrapped in gold were pretty big, but I digress. So this is obvious that it is so incredibly great. Now I will tell you three reasons why you should not get it. Number one, by purchasing this, you have obviously given one of your children something more valuable than the others. This is an affront to the cardinal virtue of justice, the mean between selfishness and selflessness. It's obviously wrong. In time, could really uh, cause some resentment. I, I mean, you know, in the book of Genesis, Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery because they were jealous of his cloak, right? Uh, also, uh, nobody nobody likes uh, someone that's full of themselves and boastful. And what better way to percolate uh, such an idea uh, than purchasing a Rolex for your child? You know, at the at very least, you will have to do an awful lot of um, 
keeping humble. Uh, number two, even if he's just utterly cool and chill and perfect about and his brothers are completely okay with it, it's patently absurd to everyone else. Um, now, in many things that the group of people contained in quote-unquote everyone else is not necessarily a great way to live your life, you know, by, by caring about what they think. And this is one of those times that that I would listen. Also, finally, an argument from utility. You won't have one by his baptism. Like all sports Rolexes, they don't exist. Might get it by the time he's three. Yeah. Yeah. Or 13. I mean... <laughs> I feel like I could do better than 13. Feel like it. <laughs> Probably. Probably. All right. So, I think it's obvious that that, that is a perfect pick in many ways, but an utter non-starter. Now, and now, what it's I also is... Had I done, okay. had I done the OP thirty nine in retrospect, when I tried three of them on in all the various colors when they came out in twenty seventeen, and the sub, and just again, we talk about the weird thing that was twenty seventeen with everything in the case, um, it'd be a different scenario, but I didn't, and that's fine. Exactly. And I'm happy I didn't, but if if the OP was in the box for number one, then yes, the Explorer could be in the box for number three. I don't know what would be in the box for number two. I don't remember what came out in 2019. Yeah, me neither. So. Yeah, it, it's it's mostly it's mostly the the unequal. Yes. Um, we did talk, I, however, had had we been having a girl that maybe for my wife. Santos. No, well, the, I mean, the Santos would have been fun, but again, this would have been for Rachel, not for me. So, mm-hmm. the Explorer could have worked. She likes her Black Bay 36, which meant that I could have stolen the Black Bay 36. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. <laughs> Well, and the other thing, the other thing that I thought of was, granted it would be even more of an expenditure, but do you... Um, do you sound like a compens- compensatory draft pick to uh, Suns 1 and 2 in the form of, like, an Alpinist or something around a, you know, one one and a half k price point? I have I thought, thought about that, too. that. I have thought about that. Like, one of, them, one of them might get the SPB and one of them might get the SRQ, but I don't know. I don't think, I don't think but, the price point differential is going to be enough. Because when you think about it, all of these watch in eight, all of these watches in eighteen to twenty years, probably going to be near as makes no difference, roughly the same price. You know what I mean? Like, there's not going to be. If you look at older Speedies at this point, but older Seamaster three hundred bond watches, older Tudors, all that kind of. Other than the other than like the Tudor subs that they don't make anymore, I feel like the Black Bay line right. they've made so many of them that like. It's not going to have the same cachet. They're going to be roughly the same price at that point. Anything, and, yeah. And I, I think that that's also that reinforces the problem because I have to assume that Rolex will still have its its halo effect. I, I think at least that within not reason only, of MSRP, you would think. 
and I don't think that, you know, yes, it's marginally more expensive than the other two right now, but I think that that difference grows greater over time. And that's, that's why we don't do that. That's why you don't go with that pick. I mean, I throw out some good ones that I all, um, not from the value retention standpoint, but just from the MSRP standpoint that I, I also felt were too expensive. I also thought, thought were, uh, in the front to justice. Uh, surprisingly, the small seconds Aquaterra is 6.3 grand. That's way too close to an Explorer. Granted, you might be able to get some discount, but uh, the new Seamaster 300, they updated that this year. Kind of evolutionary changes, but I know you love that watch like I do. Uh, that would be a good one. But once again, you're spending the same amount of money as an Explorer. And if you can't get any discount on those, I, I think that you actually just get the Explorer. You know, I... I think that's more of a sure thing. Uh, there was a really cool, the uh, Grand Seiko, um, although I think that it was released last August, so it wouldn't fall within that window. The uh, SBGE 253, the GMT Spring Drive. Yeah. Um, that's a cool one, but it's that was also six and change grand. That's so I also thought about the the uh, one that Evan picked, the less big pilot, but it's just too 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 expensive. So another one that you guys haven't mentioned yet. Have are you going are you segueing into a different pick? Okay. I am segueing into my pick. Okay. I want to see what your pick is my because picks. there's another pick in the vein of Evan's pick that mm. is closer but still a little expensive. I don't think you've gone there. Um, and I don't think I will. Because it was either. also considered against the Speedmaster earlier, and it's the new green dial 41mm um, IWC Pilot's Chronograph. They downsized that oh, from yeah. 43 to 41, green dial yeah. on a bracelet. Still a little bit expensive. I think it's north of seven, to be honest, because it's got their new, Oof. it's got one of their in-house movements. Gorgeous looking watch, kind of fits the bill. Would love to have been able to try one on first, but we don't have an IWC dealer in town yet. So that was one of those, again, kind of one of those other ones that's kind of on the fringe. It's too expensive, but has entered the conversation. That was one I did want to mention. Yeah, that's a that's a that's an interesting one, and then, yeah, they, there's some great stuff from Zenith, but that's all at ten. That's way too much, dude. Their uh, new boutique edition, the the all blue with the white like essentially like if you haven't seen it yet the black version that they came out with that has like the the white so, so the reverse pan no the the reverse panda panda whichever one that was black panda, with the white sub dials panda, panda yeah yeah uh badger 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 bad um no i was that, like more blue with design and they put it on the bracelet oh, it looks so good it's their boutique only edition and they only have one boutique in switzerland but you can also order it online so Less so. Anyway, hold on. Keep talking. I got two picks to make here in a second, and I I did I did the thing where I drafted a fourth wide receiver somehow that has a week seven buy. Um, oh shoot! <laughs> oh no! My next pick would have also. Oh man, I've got uh, just seven, take, seven, just, seven. Just, and the guy I want to pick is a week seven buy, and it's just like just. 
just go all in on taking an L on the bye week and just like not even fielding a team. It'll be like a kicker and maybe your defense. And you'll get 15 points. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I can find something here. Do you take a flyer on somebody like A.J. Green or Randall Cobb? Probably not. No, probably not. Although, to be fair, I don't know kind of how how garbage your draft is at this uh, point. It's pretty garbage. There's a lot. There's a lot of... um... All right, I got him. Yeah, at at a certain point, like unless you're all in the same place to to do your fantasy draft and you're drinking beers and hammering on your buddies, all drafts suck pretty hard at at a certain point, and they're just like not. It's less than entertaining. Yeah, nobody's going to get a significant. Um, competitive advantage picking one player versus the other and you're just like waiting to be done and the thing with the two leagues that I am in is we're all located in various places across the Midwest so it's like like getting together is feasible but you've got to really commit and what ended up happening was one of the leagues tried to do that and like seven of us showed up like I wasn't there but seven people showed up and like the other five couldn't go so it was just like this is lame. So, anyway, yes, okay. it is your pick. That's fine, my pick. I'm, I am going above and beyond, my friend. I am giving you a triumvirate of contenders, a veritable Caesar, Pompey, and Crassus. Can of I guess one choices. of them? Can I guess what I think one of them is going to be? Guess. If you don't have the Oris Aquas caliber four hundred. 41.5 millimeter on there. I don't care which color. I'd be shocked. Prepare to be shocked. Really? Because that is a solid contender. That could be in there. Dude, that could yeah, be in it's, there. It's right in the price range. It's... it's. Anyway. Okay. I'm shocked. Let's so go. So you should be shocked. I, for some reason, thought that it was out too early. No, the 43 was. The 41 and a half was not. That just came out. We just had that in. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. So add that to the list. Yeah, that that was 2021. I'd honestly probably go with that anthracite dial, too. Oh, yeah, it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Anyway. Yeah. Not to derail you. Okay, and and I'm going to first choice. I, I'm gonna zig. I'm gonna zag a little. Okay. You like saying you like saying stainless steel sports watch, and I say at two stainless steel. Black Bay fifty eight bronze. Listen to my madness. Listen to this reasoning. It's well sized. It's sports. Scatulous micro adjust bracelet. I think you should at least think about it. So th- the reason I have held off for a, on a BB fifty eight one is they haven't been released in the right year for the boys. But two, I have a black bay. 
but but you might you might be onto something here because I have a black bay and I was like oh, if I buy a steel black bay fifty eight I'm never going to wear the black bay because the black bay fifty eight right. just wears that much better. However, you might have found the loophole in that I don't think I'm wearing a bronze watch every day because I don't wear my bronze Oris every day. I wear it occasionally and I enjoy it when I wear it. Probably going to wear it tomorrow. Especially I love it on that I love it on that anthracite tropic strap like that has been anyway. You might have found the loophole there, and that it, that that could work. I just I don't know how we're gonna get a boutique edition. I mean, maybe Blake can work some magic. We'll figure it out. Anyway, that's a very interesting right. choice. That is a very interesting choice because I do actually really like that watch. And the, like the the crazy thing is, it's the bronze to some extent. Who knows how. Uh, it as a case and bracelet material is viewed like throughout the sands of time. It's obviously having a moment now, but maybe yeah. maybe it will be crazy. But when you have when the case is that that gorgeous fifty eight case, and you have have the toolless micro adjust, those are two two high tier things to offset the. Uh, possible gimmickry of of the bronze this is true i will say i made a very interesting decision with that black bay the original one because what else came out that year was the pelagos lhd Mm -hmm. and the interesting thing there with that is i am left-handed i wear my watch on my right on my left wrist but i am also left-handed and i thought about that for pierce but i was like I know I'm left-handed. I don't know if he's going to be left-handed. The jury is weirdly still out because he uses both hands for a lot of stuff, even though he's four. Um, it's one of those. It's one of those things where I was like, I didn't want to necessarily peg him with that. It could have been a cool. Anyway, it was also a little bit bigger at, at 43 and a half or whatever. The Tudor, the, the Pelagos is bigger than the Black Bay, the standard Black Bay. So right. it didn't happen. I may still eventually own that watch because it's cool, but. I get your, I get what you're saying with the bronze in the future. Is that going to be kitschy back then? The cool thing too is it's such a good alloy that if you just keep taking the lemon juice to it, it looks like a really nice gold. St- anyway, okay, continue. Agreed. Agreed. That's an interesting okay. one to consider. So, I'm with you there. So here, here is another choice. If you have to have a Seiko, might as well be grand. It's a limited edition that came out this year. It's the uh, and this also possibly violates one of your rules, one of the implicit rules. It it, it might, uh, but I'm curious because to everything because everything you've picked so far for your for your sons are are autos. This is the SBGN 023. It's Grand Seiko GMT uh, limited edition. So it's a, a nine F. But okay. it's got the, it's the the LE with the like black and gold uh, colorway. There's actually a gold medallion on the uh, the case back. Uh, Two thousand and twenty one pieces because of course it is. Uh, that's uh, four and a half grand. Uh, I I think that it's pretty pretty sharp looking. You know you you've got got a a good size uh case um it's got the ceramic bezel 
uh, it's very much its own thing. It's and, and it's the uh, dial with the the ridges coming out of, yeah. of the center. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely to me that's that's definitely a sport watch. I think kind of an inherent thing with the sport watch would be loom tans. It just seems yeah. seems like a good telltale sign. Um, you know, maybe. Maybe this is less like being out and playing sports and, and more of uh, like listening to Huey Lewis and the News' sports album. I don't know. Yeah, of, of um, course. Of course. But it is hip to be square, and I think you would be pretty hip uh, if you had this uh, GMT from Grand Seiko. The interesting thing, and we didn't talk about this in the, in the, in the rules, I do try to avoid limited editions mainly because oh. of the, but I feel like they came up with a couple other variations of that that were slightly less expensive but still in the price range with the quartz GMT so there's options there that is a, that is a line to consider and that is an interesting one because you're right I, I, I've mainly considered autos for this the uh, the quartz angle had not been considered but it's like you said if you're gonna go quartz you might as go might as well go with the company who pretty much created the quartz crisis <laughs> exactly exactly yeah mm. it's a very good band name i think i've said that before oh quartz be a crisis. great band name <laughs> great band name <laughs> all right we might have enough people to make that band in our red bar chat it's true it's very true anyway <laughs> okay last last pick and i wanted to avoid just my initial thoughts I wanted to avoid uh, Tudor and Omega Omega because they've already been represented Mm -hmm. Um, but I I, I just can't I just can't uh, do it my other thing for you to suggest and also um, more of a listening to, to sports album versus playing them the updated Tudor Black Bay chronographs, the, the Panda Dial ones. Uh, the, those came out this year, you know, 5.2 grand. I think those are very strong picks. Obviously, avoid the bun strap, but uh, which is good advice for overall life. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, that is probably at this point the top contender. Oh, and I think we've right. talked about this. The black dial variant with the white subdials is probably just it. It kind of checks all of those boxes. The only it is different enough from the other ones. It'd be the only chronograph of the three, um, mm-hmm. which. Going back to the Speedmaster would be, again, the only chronograph. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a top contender for sure just because of the price, the brand, kind of where it fits with the other two. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting. The other one that has come up slightly higher on the price point we've talked about, like you mentioned the Seamaster 300. I would probably just to be a little bit different from the other ones. So I've got a, a black dial steel bezel, a white dial black bezel. I would honestly probably go with the blue. 
the titanium. No, it's not titanium in the new one. It's all steel. Oh, really? Both of them are steel. So that would probably be the direction I would go if I were to go there. But that's, again, a little bit up budget from where the other two have been. I don't know. It's been interesting. I've I've thought about the Aquas 41 and a half. I've thought about... Yeah, the, I, yeah. I am utterly ashamed of myself for... <laughs> Because you were doing research, too. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, you know, guys, you get what you pay for here on the podcast. Um, Yeah, that's that is a heck of a pick. And the other thing that'd be kind of cool about that is, I mean, I would I would think that maybe you get uh, both the bracelet and the fitted rubber like. It's got the cool party trick of being able to uh, swap swap yeah. them out uh, toolless. So why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be that would be cool. And you know, it, it's another it's another uh, strong choice. Where is great? So the other interesting wrist. choice. The other interesting thought that I had. And honestly, I don't know, because I, I feel like the Speedy would have happened anyway. But the other interesting choice that we thought is earmarking, changing the earmark on the Speedy. And can we talk about that new 40 millimeter Diver 65 that came out with the gray dial and the blue loom plots and a bracelet and is like 2,500 bucks? Can we talk about that mm-hmm. one? It just came out. VJ posted it, and I, I like, I, I DM'd him. I was like, I need to know more about this. He goes, Well, we released it without a lot of hype, and I was like, Why was there no hype? Because this watch is amazing. Like, it <laughs> looks like, like, I, I, I also really want to see, and I think I was listening to Hodinkee Radio, um, and somebody, it wasn't James, and it wasn't Cole. It might have been Logan who made the point. He's like, I really like the Aquas Upcycle with the gray ceramic bezel yes. and all that. He goes. The only thing, I, the only issue I would have with that watch is he goes, I'd want to see like 10 of them in the same size, the size that I like lined up because all the dials are unique. He goes, I'd want to be able to pick my dial. He goes, and I don't know, like if you order one, you're just going to get what they send you. And it's like, I, I get that risk that <laughs> she doesn't listen. That might be a gift for Rachel at some point in the 36 and a half. We might be like, like she, like that, that would fit perfectly in like the two or three watches she has like that. That would be. It'd be cool. It'd be a really cool one for her at some point. So anyway, but that, that, oh my goodness, that 40 millimeter Diver 65 with that anthracite dial, that one is, that one's a killer. I feel like if that would have come out three months ago, I would probably own that instead of a Speedmaster. There's a chance. Like, I love the Speedmaster. Don't get me wrong. I'm not getting rid of the Speedy. I'm not, but like. Part of me is thinking that maybe that's the switch. It's like, you know something? Let's get that Diver 65 to commemorate the job change, and we'll just, hey, Speedmaster, you can go to the kid. I don't know. We'll see how it all shakes out. But I think that would be a perfectly fine switch. It really... That that Speedmaster makes makes a ton of sense. Um, It's so good. It, it it really is. So I, mean, I think, it, I think it, we're driving a, somewhere this weekend to go visit uh, 
family on my wife's side, I think we are. Pretty sure we are. And I wore it on the last road trip we took to see her entire family at the lake house. And honestly... Wait a minute, you a speedmaster near water? Is that allowed? So I brought. So here's the thing. Here's the. I brought the SPV. <laughs> <laughs> but I had this. I had just got the speedy, and it's like, well, I'm timing. I got a. I had an eight hour drive. I got to time how long it takes. It's got twelve hours. Twelve hour register. I haven't worn the Zenith on a road trip in a while, so it might. I might just take that. But it's like I want to wear this watch for the whole weekend. It's like I. I it's one of those where it's like I knew. The Speedmaster, when I bought it, I was excited about it, but it was one of those things where I was like, everyone's got a Speedy. And I'm start like, it was one of those, it's like, I, I kind of, I kind of enjoy having some, I've got a lot of, I've got some, some watches that a lot of people have or different variations, but I, I like kind of having a little bit of a different collection. And it's like, oh man, a stainless steel has like Speedy, but it's like, I bought it. And the more I keep wearing it, the more I'm like, man, I like I get the people like I can wear this. It's like I, I need a diver or I need something to wear in the water consistently, because. But like, man, I I get it now. Like it's it's one of those where it's like I just I just keep putting it on because it's easy. It's just it's such a good one. That new bracelet. It was funny. I was talk. I was thinking about you know going trying to maybe getting the um, the Forstner, um the bracelet that goes with that, and it's like. You know something? This new bracelet is so good. I'd probably put that Forstner on and be like, this is cool, but like, I feel like I'm just going to put it back on the Speedy bracelet because the new Speedy bracelet is just that good. So anyway, like it's it's weird. I'm thinking about it, but that new Oris has really got me thinking. The Diver 65 is such a great, such a great line. And the fact that I'm so glad that they came out with that gray dial in 40 millimeters or 40 whatever it is it's it's not quite 40 it's 40 and a half or whatever it is like oh man that is that that might have to happen that one's good it's real good it's real good yeah well congratulations we've solved exactly nothing if anything i've expanded the possibilities of things for you to consider but the fun part about this is, and we don't usually, like, we joke about asking our listeners, all eight of, no, so, excuse me, nine, all nine, nine of them, all nine of them, um, to message us with stuff. I feel like people who listen to this one, everyone's got an opinion. Let us know what you would go. So the, the criteria, you know what I've got. I've got a Tudor Black Bay Steel. I've got a Seamaster 300M Black and White, or White and Black. Got another boy coming. Has to be a stainless steel watch, give or take. Buzzy, buzzy through the curveball, and I like that Tudor is worthy of consideration, but something that would fit in and not make the other two pissed at the third kit. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> what watch that was released in 2021 could work next to a Tudor and an Omega? I'm I'm open to hearing it. What's our blind spot? Uh, the other other caveat, I would say, those of you who have listened, I prefer the bracelet option. I feel like that's fair. Anyway, we'll just put it out there. Convince me otherwise. Message us. I really want to know. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I feel like we're going to have to revisit this at some point, obviously. Yeah, I think y'all are going to want to know what I ended up buying. And it might be a while. It might yeah. just We might wait a little bit till after the birth, you know. 
any of those things, but I will keep you all updated. And if, uh, <laughs> if we had a, uh, if you had it, an idea picked out, but not necessarily bought the next time we get together, red bar, have a change my mind. We could do that. I mean, <laughs> so the funny thing is, is we've talked about trying to do a recording like that. Like instead of we tried to do, and it, it, and it turned into absolute garbage. Try like, try to do something with everybody talking with the phone in the middle. And it, it worked at Pogue with six of us. It did not work in a bar with 12 of us with background music. So right. somebody suggested maybe when we're at a place, take one at a time, go off to a side and talk about something like for three or four minutes. This, this might be the episode where we do that with the change my mind. I mean, we met in August with Oris, which was really cool. It's September 8th and I haven't seen something scheduled. So any of the eight of us, who listen the two who are in red bar Cincy, let's get on this nonsense um let's get let's get this uh let's get this going so uh let's meet again but uh anyway yeah message us i'm curious like, aren't you kind of curious to what other people might think you you did a great job with with, with. three and a half i'll give you a half credit for the Thanks, Oris. Man. i'll give you half credit for the Oris. yeah nah, i like i said I, I am utterly ashamed that that uh that i forgot that that fell within fell within the uh the time frame yeah all right yeah well we will uh we will see what everybody says i feel like we might actually get some messages this week we might get like three. I, I want to by the way you know obviously spence is the one that needs to know if you want to loop me in on these these dms i'm i'm really interested also oh i mean you cop, copy at buzz do little, watches do little, well, group message. Yeah, we do that, or I mean, I I do. I feel like I do a pretty good job of texting you all the fun stuff that comes into the podcast. Oh, you episode. do. I don't text anything your mom sends me, but you know, that's good. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> yeah, you guys can probably can actually. I think they heard your eyes roll. I think they rolling heard. my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Uh, we will catch yep. everybody next week. See ya.